0: to Dear Hank
1: and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank.
0: It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you to me advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, can you believe that it is 374 days until Christmas and people already have their Christmas decorations up?
1: (laughs) All right, I'm going to rewrite the joke. Um, Here's the new joke. Okay. John, did Uh you know... That people already have their Christmas decorations up, even though it's 374 days until Christmas. <laughs> Put the punchline at the end. That's my advice. I'm not a stand-up comic. I don't know.
0: I guess I have learned that over
1: the years. I th- I I feel like I feel like you start them out and
0: they're confused. They're like, that's not usually how we talk about time. More than 365? That doesn't exist. All right. I don't know. I was really happy with it. <laughs>
1: But thanks for um, working
0: it out with me, John. I appreciate yeah, that. trying to I'm
1: just trying to work it out. Hey, yeah. speaking of working things out, you might remember in a recent episode of the podcast, like a post-cancer episode, mm-hmm. the, you, you said- As yes, they're called. I think that, <laughs> it, it is sort of a before and after moment, Hank. Like, I don't want to <laughs> exaggerate it or anything, but you did get cancer. Uh-huh. Um, and anyway- we were we were musing on why Swiss cheese is kind of not a good deal because it's got all the holes in it. Yeah, and and you're basically paying for air. You're paying for the holes. All that air. Yes. Uh huh. Well, I don't I don't think I mentioned this to you, but about sixteen thousand people wrote in. <laughs> and do you know what they said? Have the you cheese, figured it the out cheese yet? cheese is sold by weight. Cheese is sold by weight, Hank.
0: I don't I don't buy cheese by weight. I buy cheese buy, by slice because I'm you that. You buy it kind by volume.
1: Man. You buy you're like, hey, I want that eight inch by eight inch by eight inch cheese. How much is it? Well, how, I'll tell you one thing I don't per have to cubic do centimeter. weigh it. I don't, <laughs> don't have to weigh it to tell you how much it is, because that's not how I sell it. I sell I it by I buy volume. cheese by the liter. It's weird, <laughs> but I do it. But even if you bought my point is that even if you bought it by the leader. It would still be, I guess it would be liquefied Swiss cheese, but it would still be the same issue. It's only if you buy it by, by area. <laughs> yeah, that's what, a liter is area. liter is a
0: unit of volume. Thank you. It's okay if you don't understand all the different
1: units. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me that a liter is an amount of volume? Yeah, man. What if, What it's, else do you think it was? I thought it was a weight. <laughs>
0: You know, it is directly transferable to a weight as long as it's water.
1: Because, like, 12 fluid ounces is a weight, right? Uh, 12 fluid ounces is a volume. What about 355 milliliters? How can 12 fluid ounces be a... No, because 16 fluid ounces is one fluid pound, which is definitely a weight. An ounce <laughs> is a weight.
0: <laughs> An ounce is a weight. But I think a fluid ounce isn't, because I think a fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, All right. you
1: respectfully. You don't sound good. Like if you if you are right, it's shocking. It's yeah. shocking to me that a twelve so, that twelve the, fluid ounces would be an amount of space rather 12, than a yes. weight.
0: Twelve fluid ounces is an amount of space. I'm sorry, ounces. If you wanted ounces, you could just leave out the fluid. Fluid ounces is an amount of volume, and it is defined by vo- like ounces of water, specifically, which has let the density you, of water.
1: Let me ask you a very serious question. Uh huh. The Diet Dr. Pepper that I am drinking right now, which, by the way, is great. I've noticed yeah. that with Diet Dr. Pepper, depending on, like, the air quality, the heat, the yep. moisture level and everything, I taste one of the different 23 flavors more— Sure. Profoundly with each Dr. Pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of getting a lot of plum on this one. Anyway, do you know delicious. that that's why they put the bubbles in soda is so that they don't have to put as much liquid in there? Well, boom! That, that, boom! That, that's not that's not true. Because yeah, they put, the, they no, put they all put the, the bubbles in, in there so that they, no. so
0: that they don't have to sell you as much soda. It's no, a they put scam, the... like the chips and the bags with all the air in the chip bag. <sighs>
1: I, I genuinely can't tell if this entire thing is a bit, or John, if you're telling me the truth.
0: Do you know how they make Swiss cheese? Why the why that Swiss
1: cheese? Because it's made with whole milk. Uh, I know. Okay, Hank, is twelve fluid ounces a weight <laughs> or is it a volume? Did you, did you, it, just just, just cause tell cause me it's, the it's truth. H O L E whole. I, I understand the joke. I am twelve I am fluid genuinely ounces flumaxed. is a unit of volume that's so so i just need to know where the line is between the bit and not the bit okay is it when yeah. you say 12 fluid ounces is is an amount of volume uh-huh. not a weight yes. is that a bit no that's true fact
0: fluid the ounces are a flip. unit of volume just so like liters are a unit of volume though 1 t- liter of water weighs exactly
1: 1000 grams or 1 kilogram right but there's bubbles in here So you're telling me that if I – I just want to confirm this. If I weighed Uh the Diet Dr. Pepper. Yes. (laughs) It would weigh less than 12 ounces.
0: Uh, No. No, because (laughs) –
1: Shut the the front door. (laughs) Then it's a then it's a measure of weight. I'm sorry, but that's literally the definition of a measure of weight. Is that twelve well, ounces know, is twelve you're, you're ounces? You're right.
0: You're right. I think it would weigh more than twelve ounces because high fructose corn syrup is heavier than water. And that the the the, the bubbles are in either way. The bubbles were a bit. The bubbles are not in when in the, before you open the can. The bubbles aren't in there. There's no bubbles. It's carbon sure. dioxide dissolved in the water, like the sugar is dissolved in the water, oh, and everything wow. else is dissolved in the water. So there's no the bubbles aren't there until you open it and the bubbles come out and as the Schrodinger's cat
1: I've learned more about soda pop in the last three minutes than I did in my entire life podcast. Yeah. What. Okay. All right. So first off, there's no bubble. There's no bubbles in the Dr. Pepper until I open it, at which point there are magically bubbles because that's just how chemistry works. I can get behind that. Okay. But you're telling me that 12 fluid ounces of Diet Dr. Pepper weighs more than 12 ounces. That's a a stunner. That's a shock. That is. and, And this is as somebody who's consumed quite a lot of Diet Dr. Pepper, that might be the biggest surprise- since April, when you called to tell me that you had cancer, <laughs> right? When I was coming back from Sierra Leone, I thought exact, I knew exactly what I was going to do with my life. I was hyper-focused on tuberculosis, except no, not really. I've got a new, I got a new job called CEO of Complexly. I looked it
0: up, John, and All right. 12 fluid ounces of soda weighs about 12.5 ounces, unless it's diet soda, in which case it weighs about 12 ounces.
1: Good God. So you get Good more soda if you get God. regular soda. Only by weight, not by volume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
0: proud of that joke. It's more, math, so more stuff. Joke. Like, it is literally more. That's like saying no, that, like... No. That,
1: no it's that, just no. denser. It's just yeah, denser. No, it's it's like, literally okay, not okay, more stuff. Okay, it's the same amount me, of stuff denser.
0: You deliver me a cube of air...
1: Yeah, that's less stuff than if you deliver me a cube of bricks. You agree? It's not. It's not, it's not less stuff. It's just less density.
0: <laughs> there's fewer molecules. There's more molecules in a in a
1: yeah. regular yeah, soda than a diet soda. Indeed, you have identified the nature of density,
0: or at least more more. Not no, no not necessarily because there's. Oh, you also got to oh, count the right. protons and the okay. neutrons. That's actually that's, what the, the the mass is. So sure. there are more protons and neutrons in yeah. a regular soda than a diet soda. Correct. This is a true, definitely true fact and it is not a bit. It sounds like a bit. It's also a bit, but it's true too.
1: I, I genuinely, y'all at home listening, I don't know if it's a bit. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up later <laughs> because Hank is using the same tone of voice when he's bidding and when he's not bidding.
0: I know I am. It's the tea. I had tea, but... I think from wait, now like on.
1: specialty? From,
0: wait, from now on. No, just English breakfast. From now on. Oh,
1: it's the caffeine. I get I, it.
0: I'm going to get, I'm going to start pricing things per molecule. Like I want to go in, or per proton. I want to go into the store and I, instead of being like, this costs this much per ounce. No, I want you to tell me how much it costs per atomic particle.
1: Well, I certainly need that now that I know that half the stuff that I'm buying by weight, I'm not buying by weight. I'm buying by volume. Yeah. And I buy cheese per slice, people. So you're telling me that when I buy a gallon of ice cream, I'm not buying a weight of ice cream. And when you buy
0: a gallon of ice cream, you are buying a volume of ice cream. Gallon is a volume.
1: So I buy a gallon of ice cream Mm -hmm. and I might have – they might have put a bunch of air in there. To make yeah, it buff it up. A, a more like aerated dots? ice Definitely cream. Definitely a
0: bunch of air and dippin' dots.
1: Well well, like so between ice cream brands, there could be a different amount of ice cream for the same price, and you have no way of knowing that because they're both one gallon. The only way you could know that is if there was what what I think we should call proton price transparency.
0: Proton price transparency. PPT. PPT. The future we're going to have a grocery about, store, the new Good Store grocery store available at your corner market. It has PPT, unlike every other store in America. It's very confusing thing, and no one
1: likes it. The great thing about PPT is that everything seems so inexpensive, right? Like you get <laughs> so many protons <laughs> per penny.
0: It's like, it's like five <laughs> times ten to the negative ninth cents per proton. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good. I was thinking it would be more like how many protons per dollar. So it would be like 10 to the 73rd protons per dollar. Right? <laughs> that's good. Then you'd look at another thing, ice cream, and it'd be like 10 to the 72 <laughs> or 6 to the 72 protons. How much? And you'd be like, ah, God, I mean, you know, that's a difference, but is it going to change my life?
0: How much does a proton cost is an amazing title for a video.
1: <laughs> it is a good, I mean, that's, that's the kind of video that you'll still make you know but i i'm i'm over yeah I'm no, i could absolutely
0: make how much does a proton cost and like how much does a proton of gold cost very different from how much does a proton of air cost cuz thankfully air continues to
1: as far as i can tell be mostly free mm, yeah mostly well, I mean, this has been an education unlike any other. Today, yeah. I learned so much about Diet Dr. Pepper, about ice cream, about protons, about their cost, about the lack uh-huh. of transparency in the volume business. Yeah. I'm so glad I asked you this thing about Swiss cheese, but I also want to ask you this question okay. from Kimberly Uh-huh. because it's a volume question. Yeah. Dear John and Hank, I like Jenga. You know that game Jenga where you pull out the little pieces of wood and eventually the tower falls over? Of course I do. Well, I just figure some listeners at home might not, you know, so I wanted to (laughs) lay the land for them.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that.
1: It's a super simple game. There's not much to it, Kimberly reports. It's fun. But why are some blocks harder to pull than others? Like, aren't they all the same size? Are they not? What's the weight distribution there? Just how? Baffled by the gravity of the situation? Kimberly, Kimberly, I'm so glad you asked. It's actually not. Possible to produce two wooden blocks with the same number of protons?
0: <laughs> there has never been it's never two happened. Jenga blocks with the same number of protons. They're in... like snowflakes. It's well, you know, it's possible. It's just extremely unlikely.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, Jenga would have to put a lot, <laughs> like billions of dollars of work into into making you know nanometer specific cuts.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, and, well, and they don't want that cuts. because they want it to be tricky. So do you know the answer to this? Uh, no, you just told me the answer. The answer is that the Jenga
1: blocks are different sizes. That's true, but I also do think that it's partly about how you stack. I think the stack also is never quite perfect.
0: Um, I don't think that's it. Well, I do. I think that if you had, well, imagine, put it in your mind. Build in your mind the imaginary yes. made yes, out of me, th- laser-cut me. metal blocks that are all because exactly I, the same size, and you put the when calipers. When I close on my
1: them. eyes, and I yeah. picture something, do you know what I see? <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel bad. I see nothing, and so thank you for making a joke about this thing I wasn't that a, I is wasn't a, a talent it wasn't I don't have. A
0: joke. I wasn't. All right. I'm I gonna,
1: was... I'm going to close my eyes. There's no, okay. there's nothing there. Describe to me what I'm supposed to be seeing and I can maybe make words just, for it. So
0: they're they're perfectly cut silver metal Jenga blocks.
1: Yeah. I don't and see they, them, but I know what you mean.
0: And they can and they slide into each other so tightly that there's not yep. even a seam. Like you can't right. like you put the three together, you can't even tell there's three there. It looks right. as if there's just one block now that's a square. Mm-hmm. And yes. then you lay more down. They're just gonna like they're just that like you're gonna take one of those out and that that tower will remain exactly as solid as it has always been in fact now that i'm saying this i want to build
1: this jenga set um and yes but what i would say well first off i think you're absolutely right that the main thing is that the blocks are different sizes and we can get into that but i would say that if you stack differently like if you stack one so that they aren't perfectly aligned because you're a human being not a robot what
0: what makes it not perfectly aligned
1: what do you mean what makes it not perfectly lined when you're you're stacking three, of these, it's, it's of, three flat of these blocks on top, top of three these blocks on the thing you're putting it on Yeah 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 but you're, you're not, like, not going you're not going to align the these three perfectly next to those three you're always going to be a little bit off cuz you're a person who's doing it with with person fingers that are notorious for their lack of precision right and, and that's going to slightly redistribute sure, the weight I can see. in Yeah. In such a way that one of the three is going to be easier to pull off than the others. However... I think
0: it's just the size difference. And I think I'd like to make a perfect Jenga set that has no size difference and see what it's like to play with. The problem is it's going to be very expensive. And people love
1: to steal board games because they are risk takers. I've never in my life... Had someone come over to my? I've had people steal lots of things from my house. I've never in my life had someone come over to my house and steal a freaking Jenga game, and nor have you. <laughs> I want people to go on the Nerdfighteria subreddit and answer whether you got the risk taker
0: joke on the first time, which John clearly did.
1: Oh, they are risk takers. <sighs> no, I, it's not. I mean, I get it, but I I, I don't want to indulge it. Um, <laughs> We're gonna. That's it. We're done. We did it. I had I got three in, we're done. Wikipedia reports the blocks have small random variations so as to create imperfections in the stacking process to make the game more challenging. Game I actually think int- it makes the intent- game less challenging. It's intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you just
0: like sli- like some of them are just like you could blow them out.
1: Yeah. Well, so there you go. It's intentional, but I still think that how we stack matters. I believe that we cannot remove the human element from Jenga. And the stacking Nor is where should we try. The stacking is where inevitably we we create our own imperfections. That's gonna be John's perspective on this.
0: And I'm gonna let him have it. This next question comes from Sarah and Carter, who asked, Dear Hank and John, if the rock of the moon was a different color, would it be as bright? Like if the moon was black or pink, would the moonlight look different to us? Need to know. Various emojis. Pumpkins and spice pink <laughs> spice penguins. Sarah and Carter. Why uh, right, the penguins was, uh, spiced? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you, sp- you spice the pumpkins. Maybe, maybe not the penguins. I don't look
1: <clears throat> yeah, like I'm concerned about jerky. the penguins. Yeah. Oh man, did I tell you about the dream I had about a gigantic penguin who uh, abducted a baby?
0: You did. I think maybe you mentioned it on the podcast. No, that was a pelican. Oh yeah, right. It was a pelican. Did you yeah. have another?
1: Bird abducting yeah. a baby dream? Yeah, and they were stuck underneath the ice together. And the I had to save was? them. And the penguin. Oh no. John. Yeah, but he kept it warm and so everybody lived. Wow. It was intense. How did you I break don't know that I have
0: uh
1: I had <laughs> Did you have a pole axe? <laughs> it was one of those things where like I didn't have anything and then suddenly I did, you know? Like yeah. I was like, Ooh, thank nice. God I got this gigantic axe.
0: Yeah. That's nice that your your subconscious delivered you, a, like, a way out of the anxiety rather than just, like, ramping it up over and over again, which is sometimes what yeah. it seems to want to do. Is
1: that what it's yours like, does doing? It's like, oh, you right had now? a
0: poleaxe, but now you don't. The poleaxe oh. is made out of rubber. Ha, ha, ha.
1: Is that what yours is doing at the moment? Not really, no. But it certainly okay. has in the past. I feel All like right. a poleaxe would be a good tool for getting a baby out of ice. I don't know what a pole axe is exactly. I just had kind of a regular axe, but it was uh, – is it called a mace when on one side it's got that sort of hammer thing and on the other side it's an axe? Because that's what this was. It was sure. hammer on yeah, one maybe. side, axe a mace on the is other. Just a
0: just like a big heavy ball on one side. A pole axe is like an axe on a pole with a Wow, spe- I, wouldn't like have, often with I, a I would never have it. guessed that. Yeah. Next
1: <laughs> you'll tell me that uh, 12 fluid ounces of Dr. Diet Dr. Pepper just happened to weigh 12 ounces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's super weird
1: it is very it's, weird I mean, it's very I mean,
0: strange that 12 fluid ounces of diet of dr pepper weighs 12 and a half ounces
1: uh and that 12 fluid ounces of diet dr pepper weighs 12 ounces yeah it's all very protons. weird boils protons. Protons. <laughs> protons. <laughs> down to protons i'm making this podcast i can't talk about yet um, and yeah. in the podcast I can't talk about yet, we talk about protons and I'll tell you what, protons are an astonishment. Yeah, right? Like Stuff, the, right? Can you believe the it? The more, the more you zoom into the proton, the weirder it gets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, uh, Hank. Yes,
0: um, we didn't answer the question. What was the, the question? The what moon. would the, what would the world be like if the moon was a different color? So the moon is- I think a little bit, so if you had like white on one side and black on the other, like whitest white, blackest black, the, the color of the moon would be closer to black than white. So it looks oh, very really? white to us when we look at it. It uh, does. But in, Because it's like on the background of like perfect blackness and also it's being hit by an awful lot of sunlight. So the stuff that's, the light that's being shined back at us makes it look like it's lighter than it is. So if it were white, the moon would be so bright, so bright.
1: How bright? It'd like be sun way bright? brighter. Could we work at night? Would we have developed a completely different civilization? You
0: know, that's a great question.
1: And also not like not like
0: at all unthinkable in terms of how moons can be. Like there are ice moons of other planets. So we could theoretically have an ice moon. And if it were bigger and made of ice, it would be very bright in the sky. And I could totally see the the times when there is a full moon and the, the moon is out that it would be totally workable to be outside and doing stuff.
1: Wow. That's It would be about eight times as bright as it is at present. You looked that up? Or you did did. the math? Yeah, no, I did the math, Hank. You know me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's all, and it would be, you know, if it were twice as big, that would probably not just be twice as much light. It
1: would probably increase as a square. So it would be- 8 times as bright wow so if it's like 8 times as if it's 8 times as bright i mean i'm not good at multiplying magnitudes of light just to state mm-hmm. the obvious but i think if uh, certainly on a full moon if oh, it was yeah. even 2 or 3 times as bright you could do most things i mean i like you can do a lot
0: with just the full moon as is now you got yeah. uh, to remember
1: clouds you got to remember clouds you got to remember clouds But the clouds would be brighter. Clouds would, yeah, no, for sure. So you would
0: look up and wouldn't see. How thick clouds
1: are, yeah. And you know what else? You know what else? You wouldn't see as much of as stars.
0: Certainly not on a moonlit night.
1: Yeah, Uh, not on a cloudy night either. Just to state the obvious. (laughs)
0: so good at podcasting
1: we're so good I mean <laughs> Jesus Christ how does this how does this podcast fly under the radar Hank I don't understand you know it's like it's like in 2007 when we would call each other and when we had like a hundred YouTube subscribers and we'd be like this is good right like we're pretty good at this <laughs>
0: I think we're good <laughs> but here's what I want to know Ken could you spray paint the moon so that it's a bunch of different colors but and they mm. only and they show up at like different times? So mm. like when it's a half moon, like the like you divide yes. the moon he into like the moon four up. quarters. Yes, and you have like a blue quarter, and you have a purple yes. quarter, and a green quarter, and a yellow quarter. And then when they're all yeah. lit up, then it's like oh look at that big beautiful colorful moon, and all those colors get mixed yeah. together. But like as it goes through the phases, you get different colors of
1: moon. That'll piss off the homophobes. Rainbow moon. <laughs> 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 we'll show them. The
0: moon has gone woke. but it's best if it just happens rather than Yeah, exactly exactly if it just
1: happened one day if the moon actually did go woke and um and all the all the people were like this is not what god intended even though it does appear that god did it
0: (laughs) (laughs) we don't know how else it could have gotten done but we're pretty sure it was the elites at the
1: universities (laughs) (laughs) that seems like something Seems like Seems something, like they something they would tenured do. professors would do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like all the uh, all the scholars of 18th century uh, German literature got together and made the moon woke. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I love this, Hank. This woke is a great man. idea. This is the best idea you've ever had. I think that we should invest all of humanity's available resources in <laughs> making a rainbow moon.
0: Yeah, the blue moon is when it's like once, it comes out once, twice in one month. Yeah, and the the woke moon is when it comes out at all.
1: <laughs> I thought you said you were done with the puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a really important question from Dana, who writes, "Dear John and Hank, I recall you discussing Hank's journey of meaning this time last year. <laughs> Remember when you were on a journey of meaning? We didn't know." Yeah. We didn't was it know. the cancer talking? Was the cancer on a journey of meaning? A journey of meaning to be discovered? And and I who knows. Given the uh everything way to refer to it, Dana, the uh everything is a good way yeah. to refer to it. I was wondering, how's that journey of meaning going? <laughs> Dana. Dana. How is your
0: journey of meaning going, Hank? I remember so I was recently did the Nerdfighteria census analysis, which you can find yeah. on Hank's channel, and uh And I was reading through people's comments and there were a lot of comments that were like, I'm worried about Hank's
1: health. (laughs) Oh, oh, like, and this was last year. This was before, this was (laughs) pre-cancer. It was pre-cancer. <laughs> yeah. You were just giving off vibes.
0: Yeah, well, I'm really worried. No, about, because hey, you I, were working so I was, hard. I was. I was. And you now s- I am again. Like it's, no, it's, it's not it's as not, hard. No, and and also not as stressful. Like the work that I've been doing lately has been mostly very fun. Yeah. Um and and the and there are people who are doing a lot of stressful things on my behalf, which I which I appreciate. Um uh yeah, the the journey of meaning is weird. Um, and and is not and it's complicated a little bit by, by mortality,
1: uh, but is also I just find compli- it to be complicated quite a lot by mortality. Actually, well,
0: it's more complicated by mortality than it once was. Right, is what I mean. Yeah. Um. And but but like I think that it's also just complicated by by reality. I I think it's very it's very it's it continues to be very complicated to be a person, and much more so than I thought. Yeah, when
1: I started. Yeah. So, my journey of meaning. Let me let me put it to you this way. Have you entered a place of worship in the last year?
0: I think that every place can be a place of worship, oh, John.
1: Great answer. Okay. I've entered so nature. Oh, this is the times. kind of journey of meaning that you're on. You're on a journey of of connection to nature, which by the way, I I also am. That's like I'm reading all the like sacred nature literature now. I'm, I'm deep oh, into, it's good stuff. I'm deep into it. It's good, it's good stuff. stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I mean the, one of the things that, um, that, ha- so here's the thing about cancer is that it is, uh, it is, it is you, uh, deciding to not be you anymore. And so the, 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 like cells start to, instead of, cause all like, this is the thing you're like, I don't know, probably around 50 to 75 trillion cells, John. I don't know Mm -hmm. exactly how many (laughs) protons you have, but you got a lot of cells and uh, and they're all working together all of the time to do you to be like, be you. And yeah, and and that's like one of the greatest acts of cooperation of all time. Like you are a colony of cells and for bacteria. They are also cells and they are they also communicate. With I your, know, and so like you, though they're part, they're part in of in some me. ways.
1: They are part of you, I, not not just in some ways. Like they are fundamentally inextricably part yeah. of me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the the thing about your cells is you can't
0: extrict some of them from you. You could extrict your your microbiome and still be you. I think mm, you could not for very your, long. Well, it seems like it you'd you'd get a new one. You know, yes, yes. Unless you like lived in a sterile spot, you could, you could, you know, you can lose a hand and you're still you. Like sure. you can lose a big, lose a few blood cells. A, yeah, yeah. You can lose I just a big lost some snot this morning of your of yourself and still be you. You're constantly yeah. consuming your own cells and swallowing them and digesting them, which is wild. Yep. Uh, and so the so th- this tremendous like, and for like half of the history of life on Earth. It was just single-celled organisms.
1: Yeah, and then so the, the, there they was started, no cooperation within yeah. an organism between and then cells like, because there was only one cell. Started to team up and like yep. do things
0: with each other, and like the the, the 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 part where we are eight billion colonies, each of like fifty to a hundred trillion cells. Right. Each of those cells replicating billions of times. Yeah. And it works at all? No, it's miraculous.
1: What? Yeah. Like, like how? What? But then, but then there's this small colony of cells in your lymph that's like, "Mm, I don't want to be him anymore.
0: Yeah, well they just start to evolve back in sort of a single-celled way where they're like I'd rather, you know, I, I like if they if I can make more of me there will be more of me. They're not making a decision obviously, but like there's the like any trait that allows them to make more of themselves will be more present in the cellular population because mm-hmm. they can more, make more of themselves and then you end up with uh them evolving to sort of evade all of the systems that are designed to not let them do that because of yeah. course they just want Otherwise, to that would happen all the time, and so they're just sort of doing what you would expect them to do, which yeah. is following the rules of natural selection, and uh, which is just you know things that make more of themselves. There are more of them, and uh, and th- and then like they just start evolving to figure out how to keep living, which includes evolving to evade treatment and to ev- to evade all of the systems your body has to control them, and it's wh- it's like such a tricky little guy to fight. But the thing that makes me like – and, you know, that seems like a, like a, an inevitability, and it turns out that it is pretty much an inevitability of multicellular life. But the thing that like makes me much more weird about the whole thing is that like thinking about it that way, I don't know. Like, of course, consciousness, big question mark. Nobody knows what it is. Is it an illusion? Am I conscious at all? Do I exist between – like in the spaces between my thoughts and the examination of those thoughts? Like where am I in mm-hmm. that chain? uh and like all of it actually the reason it's here and like we could like different perspectives on this but this is my perspective the reason it's here is that uh it helps pass the traits on like i am imbued with once because once are a trait that increases the odds of a thing making more of itself and if it's able to make more of itself there will be more of it like that's what i am but what that has added up to is a creature capable of, like, not just, you know, making hats and computers and stuff, but like society and love and music and all and podcasts and stuff, like, and right. words, like, all the beauty and the art. Yeah.
1: Well, that and the, the interconnection between
0: the individual cell colonies. Like, you're a big cell colony and I am. And then there's like eight billion others. Yeah. And we all like do a whole earth together.
1: Yeah. That stuff made love and love is very real and very powerful and very, very strange. It's yeah. so strange that we don't think about how strange it is because if we did, I think we would be like in a blind panic the whole time.
0: That Well, I'll tell you what, uh, understanding that cancer is is basically the, the most natural thing in the world to have happen to a multicellular organism is a little bit blindingly panicking. But yeah, it's good that we have lots of systems to stop it.
1: Yeah, some naturally selected for and some human built. And I think that's also something that I find really lovely about us is that, um, you know, we, we we participate and are made out of biological systems, but we also uh, create and participate in and reform and restructure all the time these human built systems. Yeah. And so there are these problems that we don't know how to solve because they're 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 not human built system problems. And we look at them and we're like, oh, boy, we better put a lot of resources and try and solve those problems. And that's really important. Right. Like, that's why we have chemotherapy. Um, But then there are also these human built system problems, which are the ones that I tend to be obsessed with for whatever reason, where Mm -hmm. like we know how to fix we, 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 we could fix them, you know. Like getting chemotherapy to everyone is one example, right? Like the difference between inventing chemotherapy and making chemotherapy available to some people and then making chemotherapy available to all people, those are all huge leaps that require a kind of innovation. Like we put a lot of emphasis on the kind of innovation that leads to the discovery, but not that much uh, emphasis on the innovation that leads to availability and access. Mm -hmm. And that's something I, that's something I really, I I find frustrating about us, but it's also something I kind of love about us that like we can do that. We can do a bit better jobs of distributing uh, what we've learned together. And when we do that, it's great. Like that's, that's great. That's how we figured out, you know, what's keeping the stars apart, not just Mm -hmm. how to cure cancer. It's how we figured out like um, why, uh, why my brain knows that it's going to make a fist before I make a fist
0: and the uh, and how it can be wrong uh like you can fool it but yeah it 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 also like it has felt more to me like our inability to enact the world that is more just yeah. is a cellular problem oh like, that's interesting like we like we are what we are and we we are still trying to figure out how to be it and it's so like it's so hard to fight it like to fight against or to to like to but we see make progress world, on that all the time. We, we do. We do. we uh, But like and that's like that's the wonderful thing. But like you can't it you know, we, it's taken so long to get from the part where the you know, the, the instinct and, it, you know, we're all like this, like. The first round of empathy is toward our families and toward the people we have the closest relationships with, and like to like to like expanding that circle of e- empathy, it requires uh, uh, tools. It requires innovation. Like we have to I create would, cultural innovation to be able to do that well. Yeah, I would almost say that it requires a
1: journey of meaning. We and we are all on one, even if we don't know. That's right. That's what I've been trying to tell you for years is that you were always on a journey of meaning. you just kind of rejected the idea. Well, it's because you kept saying it like it was religious, John. And well, I knew I'm you were sorry. doing that. Was that was that was my, that was my mistake. Um it is religious, but yeah. that's, that's that's neither here nor there. Um uh, I still can't let that go. But like, you know, like I would argue that like nature, you know, nature religions are still religions. Like religions aren't theistic right. um or uh, or 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 inherently supernatural, in my opinion. Um but but I just think um it was weird timing in that way, but it has um both in the way you've responded to it as a sort of biomedical problem by using it as an opportunity to educate people, to talk to people, and that has the social effect of destigmatizing um, the experience, but also in the way you've, that you've talked about the, the the non-biomedical parts of it, the mental health parts, the psychosocial parts. I just think it's been really helpful for a lot of people, and it's it, I, I just— You've taken who you are and what you do in your natural curiosity and just applied it to this horrific thing, and um, I don't think I would have done that. I think I would have, uh, I think I would have gotten off the internet. <laughs> so it's just something I really admire about you.
0: <laughs> I did the only thing I know who ha- I knew how to do. That's what people kept being like. You're doing this a very interesting way, and I'm like, I'm ju- I don't know how- what else to do. It's all I know how to do.
1: Yeah. Is to make well, this reminds me that today's the podcast is actually brought to you by Hank's Journey of Meaning. Hank's Journey of Meaning, available now at good.store. This
0: podcast is also brought to you by Proton Price Transparency. Know what you're paying for. What, uh, and what you're paying for is protons.
1: Today's podcast is also brought to you by Hank's billion-dollar Jenga set. It's... <laughs> It's gonna it's be perfect. so cool. It's, it's gonna perfect. be
0: so cool. I want. I really do want it.
1: It's, it's a great idea. It's so fun. It's a great idea.
0: Sounds very expensive. We'd have to maybe make them small. And also, this podcast is brought to you by the Woke Moon. Woke Moon
1: <laughs> keeps coming out. <laughs> it comes out every month. It. I just <laughs> hey. Comes out. Hey, I'm fine with you being woke, Moon, okay? But stop bringing it up. <laughs> you don't have to bring it up all the time. Jeez. You don't have to keep coming out. Feels like every 28 days, it's like,
0: here I am. <laughs> it's like you have some kind of cycle. We've also got a Project for Awesome message from Charlotte to Madeline. Dear Madeline, Remember Pug? (laughs) Out of context, quotes aside, I'm so proud that you're my sister. You lead by example, caring deeply, adding humor to the mundane and not taking BS from anyone. As said in Summer Wars, among the plethora of painful things in this world, hunger and loneliness must surely be two of the worst. But thanks to you, I haven't known either.
1: I love you dearly. Charlotte. Wow, that was lovely. It was. That was great. Charlotte, Um, you're a good writer. Madeline, you're a good sister. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. I got to get to this question before we get to the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, Hank. It's important. Uh It's from Julia. She writes, I promise you this was in the question list. I see it. She writes hello, why do people use ways as much as insert number of <laughs> elephants to describe how heavy something is? I don't know how heavy an elephant is. I've never touched one in my life. Thank you, Julia. Well, Julia, what if I told you that how heavy an elephant is actually has nothing to do with how much space an elephant takes <laughs> up, which makes it even harder to understand because what they really mean is the size of 16 ele- elephants, right? Not the weight of 16 elephants. But I can't, I, nobody can picture the weight of an elephant. I've never had one step on me. I've never like, bench-pressed one, what they're thinking about is the size and space that an elephant takes up when I look at one, or when I look at a picture of one, which it turns out, Julia, has nothing to do with the weight of the elephant. I think,
0: alright, new
1: idea. We sell everything
0: by elephants. Cheese! <laughs> and, and it's just like, it's is it just vo- like, volume or, 30 second, volume or weight? 32 thousandths of an elephant. That's volume what or
1: weight? Volume or weight? No, I'm, moving, I'm out. Moving. I only accept to... volume because I don't know no. how much an elephant weighs.
0: No, it has to be weight because that's the protons. It's directly <sighs> transferable. The problem is, and this I do not like about weighing things in elephants, is that there are some elephants that are full grown and weigh 6,000 pounds and some yeah. that are full grown and weigh 12,000 pounds. There's lots yeah. of different kinds of elephants. There's not. Yeah. There's like two main different kinds of
1: elephants. But but but, but there's lots of different ages and weights yeah, of elephants. and. and for that matter, while we're on the topic, volumes, how do you account for the tusk? How much does a tusk weigh? I don't know because I've never held one. How much does like the 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 nose thing weigh? What's the, the trunk weigh? I don't know. I've never held one. I know how much space it takes up because I can look at it and see how much space it takes up, but I don't know how much it weighs. And and this is a fundamental issue, it turns out, Julia, because knowing how big something is does not tell you how much Stuff. how many protons are in it. Yeah. And I learned that today, Julia, so I'm a little obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> you look at an elephant and you're like, that seems awful big. You know, it's moving real slow because of how heavy it is. If it, Probably if it stood on your fridge, your fridge would break. And well, I don't think it would. You don't think he, you? No. I think my no. fridge would break if, if a Nowhere. full-grown
1: African bull elephant stepped on it. Well, first off... You've just, you're saying like, I think my fridge might break if the world's largest elephant stood on it, which is not the average elephant. (laughs) Secondly, I still don't think it would. I think your fridge would hold up just fine. In fact, I need to test this immediately. All right. Where Where is the nearest elephant? It's at the Indianapolis Zoo. It has to be. And so the the challenge actually isn't getting an elephant. The challenge is getting a refrigerator into the elephant enclosure, which I suspect will make me the enemy of certain (laughs) zookeepers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, look, I'm John Green. Do you know who I am? I have a hit podcast, okay? (laughs) I have a podcast and we need to know. We need to know. And also we're going to... I,
1: I, used to have, have you heard, I used to have followers on a website called Twitter. Do you remember Twitter? I was on it and I was big. Uh, no, I would say, have you heard of Apple Podcasts, the app? <laughs> the app? Have you ever been on their top charts? Have you ever gone to the society and culture section? Have you ever <laughs> scrolled down to number 173? That's me. That's me. That's who I am. Someday and I'm going to die in this town, to this elephant. and they're
0: going to bury me on top. Of the guy who's on top of the hill. That's who I am. And I'm going to be buried inside of that elephant. (laughs) I don't know how we're going to make it happen, but it might be today. Because I'm here to make mistakes.
1: Did I tell you that I made that joke um, to somebody who worked at Crown Hill and it bombed? (laughs) Oh, no. Jokes are context dependent. And I was like... um, Yeah, you know, I've always just wanted to be buried right on top of James Whitcomb Riley here at the very top of Crown Hill, just so that I could be the writer on top of all the other writers in Indianapolis. And they were like, "Um, no, that's just that's not going to (laughs) happen. James Whitcomb Riley is here at the top of Crown Hill. He wrote (laughs) Little Orphan Annie.
0: Yeah, they're they're used to fielding weird requests from rich guys. That's what that tells me. (laughs) That's true. They're They're like, we would make that work if we could. Right. But, yeah, but it's instead just not you have to be buried just below. But you can have a mausoleum with a weird leprechaun stained glass window in the back. That's of it. true.
1: But I'll, I'll tell you what: I have absolutely, if, if I'm not getting buried above James Whitcomb Riley, I have no interest being on that hill. Um, <laughs> I've got no interest being like thirty feet below James Whitcomb Riley. Yeah. No, yeah, put gonna, me with me, the people. Give me the, give me the in the one. valley. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I didn't what was think. The, what question are we asking? At the beginning of of Vlogbrothers, I thought I definitely wanted to be turned into ashes and sprinkled into a, a river. But recently, I did uh, have reason to write down what I wanted to, <laughs> things to, what wanted to be done with my dead body, and I was like, yeah. I want a headstone.
1: Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, <laughs> First off, that is also exactly what I say. I say I don't really care. I just, I do want a headstone though, because I found it very helpful to be able to visit like my relatives' headstones. Like it's something that I just like doing and I don't know, I like cleaning them up and everything. But, um, but it's, it's, I I did, I did think like um, when you got diagnosed with cancer, I did think like. Well, I mean, I, you know, we, I put all that work into getting him to sign a will, and now I bet he's like super motivated to make sure it's all buttoned up. Yeah, will's all set, John. <laughs> I bet, I bet. I'm glad. Uh, sorry about the circumstances. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm all good. I don't if if you're not.
0: I don't think I've said it on Vlogbrothers. And like, look, I don't know what you guys listen to, but I just had my uh, my follow up PET scan. I remain cancer free. I've got about two years of mild risk of relapse followed by three years of very low risk of relapse followed by yeah. ideally several more decades of, of basically zero risk of relapse.
1: Right. Right. So um, this was a very good scan. This was yeah. as good as a scan as you could possibly have. Yeah. It's complete remission. And now it's a, a confirmation of that complete remission. And yeah,
0: and my doctor, as I was leaving, he patted me on the back and he said, congrats on being done. So that's, that's like, I feel like what you need to know. My doctor said I was done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason we're able to make these jokes. Yeah. Um. I mean, actually, to be fair, we would make them anyway, but we would make them in private. <laughs> We were we were definitely making some jokes <laughs> yeah. in private uh-huh. this summer, um, but those were private jokes. Yeah, God. Oh, I never want to have a year like this again, and I'm sure you don't either. I keep saying to Sarah, like, this was the worst year of my life, and I didn't even have cancer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I think you would have handled it Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just saying that, like, of the of the brotherly experiences, of the two experiences, one unexpectedly becoming the CEO of a mid-sized <laughs> media company and the other unexpectedly getting cancer, like, there is a preferable option. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm not trying to, listen, I'm not trying to minimize my suffering, Hank. One thing about me is I never do. And thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for doing all of the, th- the, the the therapy and treatment and everything else, listen, listen, listen. yeah there is one shining bright light to this year, this difficult year, this year of troubles and hardship and loss and fear. and that bright shining light is named Ali Al Hamdi. Oh my God, my God. <laughs> my God. My God, I love watching that man play football, and I just hope I get to do it for the rest of this season. We got a note, Hank, from a couple of listeners to Dear Hank and John, who said, as American nerdfighters traveling to England, my husband and I, of course, had to attend the AFC Wimbledon game last Saturday against Notts County. It was excellent. The beginning was terrifying, of course, because Wimbledon got ahead, and we all know how that ends. Um, (laughs) But by the end of the game, with those lovely penalty kick goals, One goal that confused everyone and a breakaway that toppled all of our breakaway dreams. We have some thoughts to share. Uh, The main thoughts are that Wimbledon won 4-2 and um, about this new defender whose thighs make us all question our own eyesight. He seems nervous to make a mistake in his new job because every time he gets the ball, he clears it with an impressive header or kick, but without any thought. Yeah, no, welcome to League Two. Bethy and Burley. Um, That's just that's that's fourth tier football. If you're a defender and the ball comes to you, you need to get that ball to somewhere else, very far away, the furthest away that you can get it, and that's what Joe Lewis is great at, and that's part of why I love him so much. So listen, Hank, we're good. Um, We're good. Wimbledon, Wimbledon are good. Uh, I don't know how good we are yet, and I don't know if we'll hold on to our two best players, Jack Curry and Ali Alhamadi, uh, over the January transfer window that's about to begin. But right now, we are good. We just beat Swindon Town 4-0. We uh, beat Gillingham 1-0. We beat Knott's County, one of the best teams in uh, League 2, 4-2. I forgot that we actually lost to Gillingham or Gillingham, but it doesn't matter. That's Gillingham or Gillingham. It doesn't count. Uh, but we beat Knott's County, one of the best teams in the league. We beat Swindon Town, one of the best teams in the league. And, like, we're beating these teams Handily, we are in seventh place, which is a playoff position. Not only are we in seventh place, uh, more importantly, from my perspective, we're 16 points clear of the relegation zone uh, after just 20 games. This is incredible what's happening right now. Something even though we have like the 16th or 17th. uh, largest playing budget in League Two. Somehow, we are up with the big boys. We're up there We're up there in the, in the heady heights of Wrexham and Knott's County and Mansfield Town and Stockport. It's very exciting. We're six places above the franchise currently plying its trade in Milton Keynes. All thrilling stuff.
0: That's very exciting, John. I got so caught up in it, I didn't even
1: open up my Mars news. I'll go on while you look for the Mars news. Ali Alhamdi, I think... He's scored and assisted more goals in League Two than any other player. He's 21 years old. I I know it's almost impossible that we're going to hold on to him in January. Mm -hmm. I know that the big clubs are going to come calling, that they're going to have a million pounds to spend. And I know that we've got a lot of debt to pay off on our stadium. And I know that it's a complicated situation, but I just hope we can hold on to him.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong, John, because I, might, I very well might be. But it seems like we spend a lot of time talking about those boys who score goals. But that's not the only people who are important on the team. You got to have some good defenders, right? You got to have a good sure, goalie. Sure, like you got those. Sure, people? But remember,
1: remember last season when we lost uh-huh. our best player in January, and then. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we, we lost the guy who scored goals, and then we didn't score any goals. It turns out that you don't win a lot of football games when you don't score any goals. Scoring goals is, is hard. You do need everybody, yeah. and we've got an amazing midfield right now. In fact, Armani Little, one of our midfielders, scored, like, a Premier League quality goal from, like, 30 yards out uh, against Swindon. So, I don't know. It's a special team right now. Our captain, Jake Reeves, is he's got great energy. We've got some great songs. I feel like the quality of songs among the fans has never been better. Mm-hmm. Um When I was, uh, when I went to the away, (laughs) I probably shouldn't say this, but I thought it was pretty funny. When I went to the away game in Mansfield, uh, at the end of the game, the Wimbledon fans saying, we get to go home. We get to go home. You have to live here. We get to go home. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: No, please don't cause riots. Please, football fans.
1: No, I think Mansfield knows. What's going on in Mars? Uh, on Mars, can you get? Can you guess for me how long you
0: think the Perseverance rover has been on the surface of Mars? Oh,
1: a long time, like since way before you had cancer, which was the, my main demarcation <laughs> point in the last couple decades. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was when I got dumped my senior year of college, and then there was when you got cancer, and not yes, that much it. happened other than that. Um, gosh, has it been three three? It's it was it. It was around the time of the pandemic, right? Because I remember saying like perseverance. Yeah. Three years? It's been a thousand days, which is about
0: a three. A thousand years. days. Yeah. A
1: thousand days.
0: Uh no, it's been a thousand Martian days. I read oh. now that I am paying attention, which is very slightly
1: longer than a thousand right.
0: Earth days. Yeah, it's like uh, the twelve
1: it's like the twelve ounces as compared to the twelve point five ounces.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Martian Day is like uh One one day in 45 minutes. It's very weird that we have very similar days. Yeah, Um, it is strange. But uh, it landed in February of
1: 2021. Um, Yeah. So that's... 2020. Yes. 2021. No way. Yeah. That's
0: not a thousand days. It was into the the pandemic. And that whole thousand days, it's been busy. Uh, It's collected 23 samples it studied those samples using its onboard instruments. It, it's got all kinds of diff- different weird ways to shine different lights and wavelengths and particles at it and do some
1: onboard chemistry. I and just imagine using, it like sniffing, you know, and being like... It basically
0: does some sniffing, yeah.
1: Yeah, sending word back like, uh, oh, smells metallic.
0: And they're using the samples to piece together the history of Jezero Crater. Very cool, very weird uh what it was like back when it was an ancient lake bed, I guess it wasn't ancient back then, and uh it's gonna continue exploring that crater, doing more insights, and seeing what the area once looked like, including searching for possible signs of ancient microbes that might have once lived there. It's so wonder like back in my day when I was a kid, they put these rovers on Mars, and they'd be like it's gonna it's probably gonna last for a week, it's gonna be out there for a whole week. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, and that was, that was a big win.
0: Yeah, and now, now Curiosity like is a, just like, I'm up, I'll get, I'm up, what's up, what's going on? Give me a coffee, I, I can do this. I can do I I, I I can
1: make it another day, boss. I can do it. Yeah. But Perseverance is just like a, like a minivan rolling around, just on yeah. the surface, just doing stuff. It's so beautiful. And the fact that it's been a thousand days just reminds, reminds me that like there will be another thousand days, and a thousand days from now, uh, we will be in a different world. It will be worse in some ways. It'll be better in some ways. It's utterly unknowable to us. But um, but I hope we're here to see it. John,
0: how long do you think Curiosity has been on Mars? It is still operating. It is It is yeah. still doing its mission.
1: How long has it been on Mars? Gosh, not as... 11 years! I was going to say, it's almost as old as this podcast. 11 years! Well, is it older than the podcast? It might uh, be. Yeah, yeah, I think so. yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Eleven years and it's still like, by the way, I don't know that I don't know that there's a robot on Earth that lasted eleven years. <laughs> I bet
0: General Motors has some that are just like, yeah, whatever, man. It's like
1: union now. Like, <laughs> it's they can't retire it. It's got tenure. <laughs> yeah. Um it's got a pension. It's actually just cheaper to keep it working. Um yeah, I guess there are some 11-year-old machines now that I think about the fact that I myself own an 11-year-old machine called a car. But <laughs> but I'll tell you it's I'll tell you what it's needed some earth-based maintenance over that 11 years.
0: Yeah, you think in so? In order
1: to be a going concern.
0: Ma'am, John, it's about That's to be amazing. an amazing time to buy a, a new or a, a used electric car. There's like all these different things that are making electric cars super cheap and in the in January there's going to be a rebate for used electric cars and not just yeah. new ones which is I know. very exciting
1: are you gonna get one like on january 3rd
0: uh but i might get
1: one before then honestly i think that first off i think you should i don't get off. the rebate because i i make too much money i don't mr brags a lot um <laughs> i don't think you should i have strong feelings about this as you know i think that you should get like i i just I, i'm just gonna tell you the Hyundai Ionic Five is so much better. Like I also yeah. owned a Chevrolet Volt, so I know, and I loved my Volt, and it's great. It's a great car. Um, the Hyundai Ionic Five is so much better, and it doesn't look like a fancy car because it's not a fancy yeah, car. Not it's not a that Hyundai.
0: Fancy. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm just telling you, they're not you. luxury cars. But they're I'm very just nice saying,
1: cars. Yeah,
0: they're fine. They're, yeah, but, I mostly but just don't great, like. I don't need that much range, and I feel like weird having that much battery if I don't need that much range.
1: OK, but, I get it. Um, But maybe I, I will need that much range.
0: I don't know. There's no to they're like, it's very hard to go anywhere from this town.
1: Like there's not a lot of chargers around.
0: Well, no, no. It's just like there's not a lot of anything around. Like if you want <laughs> <laughs> there's,
1: there's not a lot of civilization. Where are, the, are you going
0: to go? Like, yeah, like there's like if you're going to go Billings. 300 miles, it's about the same stuff as you'd find 100 miles away. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Our buddy has a uh, cool comedy club in Helena or uh, Billings in, or something. It's in Bozeman, I believe. Bozeman. And Bozeman. I would like
0: to go. I should, I should go and
1: do a night. You should go there. Uh, That's what you should do with your fancy electric car with all of its range. Yeah. Mm. That'd be fun. Well, Hank, thank you for podding with me. Thanks to everybody for listening. You can email us your questions at hankandjohn at gmail.com.
0: You can do that. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tunamedish. It's produced by Rosianna Hals-Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Debuki Chakravarti. The music you're hearing now at the beginning of the podcast is by the Great Granarola. And as they say in our hometown,
1: don't forget forget to be awesome. awesome.